Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings and may the blessings of the Lord abound towards each of you today. Jesus took time and his ministry, and it's recorded for us in Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, to tell us that people should always be praying. If somebody didn't need to pray, it would have been the Lord Jesus. The man Jesus set the example. Will you join me in prayer from wherever you are around the world? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have this avenue into the throne room of Almighty God. And Lord, we pray for the needs of the people who are met together as a means of this broadcast. We pray for the countries in which we live, the governments that run the affairs of the nation. O God, we pray, may your will emerge. May your people lay hold upon you. May we lay hold upon you for holy living so we might set an example in an ungodly world. We thank you for the message of the gospel that liberates men and women and boys and girls. Today we pray that as we look at your word again, somebody will embrace the message of the gospel and be born again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last time we talked together about the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We talked about their being deceived by the enemy and deluded and how God, the detector, came on the scene. It was a tragic garden scene. Deception, delusion, defeat, degradation, and ultimately death. Death, in this case, came in two dimensions. First, there was spiritual death. That came in the form of immediate separation from divine fellowship. Spiritual death is a life without God, a life without Christ, a life left on its own to pay the consequences of sin. Then followed physical death. Bodies intended to last forever in sweet fellowship with God as he intended it in this Garden of Eden. Now lay in decay, sickness, and death. Let's revisit the biblical record in Genesis chapter 3 for just a portion of that story. In verse 6 of chapter 3, the woman saw that the fruit was, or the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. 
She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. God bless his word to our hearts. The tale of deception, delusion, defeat, degradation isn't only applicable to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It finds application in our world today, sharing this broadcast. Whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, whether you've come to Christ or haven't, we're all impacted by what happened in the Garden of Eden and reproducible in our lives. We read that they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves there in the garden that God had given them. They used the very gifts of Almighty God to cover themselves from God the giver. The very trees in which which God had graciously provided them abundantly were the means by which they were attempting to hide from God after they were deceived and deluded by the devil. My friend, I suggest to you that what happened to Adam and Eve happens to you and me. I think we sometimes attempt to hide from God in our way of living. Sometimes we use the things that God has given us, the material blessings that we have, the intellectual blessings that we have, whatever it is, we sometimes use that as a means to hide from God. Maybe we don't think we're hiding from God, but the reality is that we are doing that. The late comedian Flip Wilson made a living of saying, the devil made me do it. Now, most of the people listening to me are probably too young to remember Flip Wilson. He was the first African-American comedian to manage his own show. But what he said was true, but not a hiding place. It is true, the devil made Eve do it, but the devil simply persuaded her. She made the decision. You and I are persuaded by the enemy or persuaded by whatever in the world around attracts us, but we make the decision. We linger at the place of decision of uncertainty so often, and then we step right in. My friend, God wants us to come clean. God wants you to come clean. I have had to come face to face with my own reckless, careless season of living as a Christian. I'm not talking before I came to Christ. I'm talking about times when I lingered at Satan's invitation too long and the consequences were dire and the consequences last and the consequences hurt not only hurt you or me the the actor, the participator but it hurts those around us you know you have your story I have my story but I'm suggesting to you Let's stop hiding because God knows where you are. God simply wants you to admit, ashamed and 
brokenhearted as Adam and Eve were when they came before God, they said we were hiding. Have you acknowledged that? And I'm talking to believers. I'm talking to teachers. I'm talking to pastors. I'm talking to choir directors. I'm talking to people in the pew. I'm talking to the body of Christ, some of whom need to come where Eve and Adam came, to see yourself before a mighty God. Admit, Lord, I've been hiding. I've been covering myself with the trees of the garden, whatever those trees of the garden apply to in your own life. And they're not always wicked, desperate sins. They're sometimes just the cloak of pride. Whatever it is, God wants you to come clean today. I can't move from this point until God the Holy Spirit gives me the liberty to move on. I want to encourage you. I want to implore you. I want to ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus to come clean. God came searching for Adam and Eve. And they then faced their own guilt, admitted, and God clothed them. God made coats of skin, the Bible tells us, and clothed them. That's a whole lesson in itself. And next week we'll talk about the clothing that God provided. But today I want you to know that Jesus Christ himself said, I am the way. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so I must be lifted up. And whosoever believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus says that my being hung upon the cross is your way back into fellowship with God. Come from behind the fig leaves. Come to the cross. Bow in repentance and embrace the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The good news is that he made a provision for Adam. He made a provision for Eve. And he's made a provision for us. God, God himself, was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world unto himself. Now, I don't think you need a lesson on reconciliation, but the biggest and bravest, most brilliant, earliest demonstration of reconciliation is when Adam and Eve ran from God and hid. And when God, in fact, called their names, called out, where are you? The gut-wrenching question brought out the answer. We were afraid and we were hiding. Have you had that gut-wrenching question raised to you by the Holy Spirit of God? Is he right now saying to you, man, woman, boy, girl, friend of mine? Is he saying to you, where are you? I remember a friend of mine in Jamaica who had a son who was wayward, and she wrote a letter to him saying, calling him by name, I can't find you in my prayers. Oh, my friend, sometimes I believe that there are parents who are saying in a similar way, I can't find my boy. I can't find my girl. Or it may be the other way around. A child who is saying, I can't find my parents in my prayers. You see, they're hiding. And it's an illusion. 
because the fig leaves will fall off, they're withering dry. You need the clothing of God. You need the embrace of Almighty God. You need the reconciliation. I'm talking to somebody today to whom this message is relevant, and I'm asking you, I will quit the rest of the sermon because our time is gone, but I want to take time to ask you, how long has it been that God had been reaching after you, reaching after you, and oh, at this approach to Thanksgiving, wouldn't it be wonderful if the mother who has prayed for you, or the grandfather who has prayed for you, the Sunday school teacher who has prayed for you, will see you coming in, will hear you bowing before God. They might know, but it would be wonderful for it to happen, that you are saying yes to Jesus. You wandered far away, and now you're coming home. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home, coming home. Lord, I'm coming home. I just want to ask you to let the Spirit of God have the right to weigh in your life. Pray with me right now, will you please? Loving Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name, and I present to you that boy, that girl, that mother, that father, who is coming to you now, throwing away the fig leaves and embracing the Savior. Lord, give them deciding grace. In Jesus' name, amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.